0: You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris.
1: Hi, it's Katie. And this is an episode of the Nursepreneur podcast. And today we have Mary Chiesa who is the owner and founder of Saplicore, which is, uh, I'm gonna say like yoga wear for maternity, right? Um, Is that what you said, like a tube top? And I actually had the pleasure of meeting Mary at uh, recently at a nurse hackathon and I got to be her model. So I can't wait for you to tell everybody what we're talking about because they have no idea, but uh, welcome Mary and uh, thanks for being here.
0: Thank you and thank you for being such a great supermodel at the nurse hackathon.
1: Uh, so tell us uh, tell us what it is that you created and and why you created it
0: yeah so I created the Aegis neonate medical wrap and what it does is it helps mom with postpartum recovery Uh, it actually helps mom and baby Um, and more than I was really creating a product I was creating a solution to all the existing problems that we have on the floor in labor and delivery and postpartum
1: such as what Um, So some of the
0: biggest issues that I found from working in L&D for 10 years was, um, you know, one was the baby falls and baby drops. You know, moms are exhausted, medicated, and typically numb two-thirds of their body. Um, And so, you know, maternity really is the only floor in the hospital where a patient is expected to care for another patient. So between that and then the cold stress and hypothermia, um, we've got babies that are used to a 98.6 environment, and then we're delivering them into rooms that are 65 and 70 degrees. So we're creating a huge uh, temperature extreme. And then we also have issues with postpartum depression, breastfeeding, um, just so, so many other current issues that have developed in postpartum recovery.
1: Yeah. And we, we really normalize that, you know, it's okay to deliver a baby into like <laughs> a temperature that's 40 degrees less than what they're accustomed to. Um, so it's, it's something that doesn't really come to mind as a problem, right? But it sounds like it is a problem.
0: You know, it it, it is a problem. We kind of call it, um, the first initial ice bucket challenge, <laughs> Because in all reality, that's really the extremes that we're exposing them to. Um, and what's happening is, is due to the fluctuation, the extreme fluctuation in temperature, we are actually causing the vitals to drop, which is really causing a lot of the NICU admissions, which in fact, we could fix just by putting baby skin to skin, kind of recreating that natural habitat and maintaining that 98.6 environment.
1: And what happens to baby after uh, the baby gets delivered?
0: So um, typically after the baby gets delivered, um, there's you know two different components. They, they either are wiping off baby, cleaning up baby, and then giving baby to mom, um, or they are putting baby right onto mom. Um, It just depends on the case in point. And so what we want to do is we want to focus on going, you know, right to mom, maintaining that 98.6 environment, creating that bonding process, and also quickly transitioning both mom and baby into that parasympathetic state so that they can all both start to rest and recover and really
1: um, reduce their risk of postpartum depression. Okay, and why do you think that we feel the need to clean up baby as soon as it comes out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, I'm not exactly sure where that all started. I think think people associate um, loving and bonding more with a cleaner, you know, I I want the packaged baby, right? So clean it up, package it up, and give it to me. Um, And then there's a lot of us moms that, you know, we just want our baby immediately. I mean, we see right past you know, everything else. And, you know, the vernix that's on the baby, we really want to maintain that vernix for the, as longest period as we can, because it's kind of mother nature's protective for baby for when they are in the hospital, exposed to all the infectious environment.
1: Okay. So tell us about um, what you designed and how it works. Yeah. So,
0: you know, all in all it's, it's simple and it's easy. Um, I designed the Aegis neonate medical Wrap. And it goes on to mom immediately after birth and it wraps around mom and zips on the left-hand side. Um, And what it does is it allows mom to be hands-free skin to skin with baby. So that baby is attached to mom for that entire postpartum recovery. Um, You know, and it's, It's a four-way stretch, right? I mean, it's that yoga wear comfort uh, made from the same material as Lululemon. So, you know, we all go home, you see moms, you know, even when they're picking up their kids from school that have no intentions of going to the gym whatsoever, we're still wearing our yoga wear because it's easy, it's comfortable, and it lets mom do what mom needs to do. And so the Aegis Wrap, one of the things that makes it so unique is the ecstatic silver that's knitted throughout the entire garment. And so what the ecstatic silver does is it makes it antimicrobial antifungal. Because when these babies are born, they're born into a hospital environment that's exposed to so many infectious microbes. And this baby really doesn't have a developed immune system. So allowing baby to be skin to skin with mom, starting to colonize all the bacteria creating that healthy microbiome, and then shielding baby, which is what the ecstatic silver does, it shields baby from the outside infectious environments of the hospital. And then it's also a great thermoregulator, right? To maintain that 98.6 environment. And then it's, for in the OR, the ba- it's um, anti static, right? Because we're always looking at reducing any kind of risk of fires in the OR. And it's just, it's, you know, silver has been around gosh, since the beginning of time (laughs) in all reality. And the, one of the craziest things is that to this day, there has never been a case of anyone being allergic to silver. Oh, interesting. Isn't it? It's incredible. And so really we're kind of just reinventing the wheel. I mean, we're just keeping it simple and making it functionable for mom and baby to recover
1: the safest way known. Right. And I, you know, I was going to ask you, like, how did you know that all of these elements were needed to go into the wrap? Like, did you design the wrap with all of that in mind or did it evolve?
0: You know, um, a little bit of both. Um, You know, I think in the beginning, you know, you kind of start creating a prototype with, you know, we're kind of like the preschool to the elementary of the other consumer products. So we're more hospital based. And so it was kind of like what works for the patients in the hospital and what works for the nurses and the other medical staff. And so I started creating it in that. And then, you know, you start looking at the different issues and what um, some of the biggest problems that we face being on the floor. And so, I think all of it. And then, you know, just in time, you start adding different bells and whistles and you just kind of end up creating an overall incredible product, um, you know, with different people's input and the wear tests and the different clinical trials that we had done. It really allowed us to create the best possible product
1: yeah no, that that sounds amazing and and having been a nurse for twenty years and had my own child, like i I don't know anything that you're talking about <laughs> it's amazing uh, to hear all of this stuff. Now, when I had first um, met you, you had um, told me a story about um, working in the operating room and the kind of why the why you started this. Um, can you tell that story? Because it was really touching.
0: Yeah. So you know, I, I mean, I, I loved. I mean, I can tell you, working in L and D, it's the most incredible floor to work on because we get to deal with life every single day instead of death and disease. That's on a lot of the other floors, and. Um, working in L&D, I ended up having a mom drop her baby during the C-section. And in the end, I couldn't help but feel like we failed this mom. You know, When you look at it, every patient is strapped to the OR table. During the C-section, we have a mom with a belt around her hips um, so that she's belted to the OR table. And neonates, a brand new baby, is the only patient in the hospital that isn't belted to either mom or the or table and so what happened was here mom she was actually came in the day before she was already laboring planning on doing just a regular natural birth and with one thing t- led to another and before we know it the next day we're taking her back for a cat team and she was on the floor, on the bed um baby's out Right? It was it was everything was great. It was how it was supposed to be. Husband and wife are both saying, I love you, you're the best. This is so great. You know, the the moment that actually wants to put tears in your eyes that you're experiencing this moment of them becoming a what was once a couple is now a family. So it's such an amazing experience being in there. Well, all of a sudden, you hear the sound that you never ever think you're going to hear. And it was the sound of the baby's head hitting the floor. And it, I, I think it was that moment that we were just like, I saw it, I heard it, but I don't believe it. Like this is not happening, this is not actually happening. And at the end, I felt that we absolutely failed this mom because she was exhausted, she was medicated, she was numb two thirds of her body. And then on top of that, she's got a blood pressure cuff on her left arm, and then her right arm was restrained down to the arm board and she had an IV and a pulse ox in that right hand and finger. And so really she only had that left arm to hold that baby. And what happened was she said she just wanted to see her baby. And she had a, not a nasal cannula, but she had the actual oxygen mask on her face. And every time she looked down to go take a look at her baby, it kept poking her in the eye and she couldn't see the baby. So she reached her hand up just a few inches just to kind of pull the O2 mask down. And as she did, the blood pressure cuff went off, which opened up her arm just enough that baby fell right to the ground. Well, baby fell into the blue drape and then to the ground. And dad, dad was sitting right to the left of her on the stool and anesthesia's right at the head. Nobody's fast enough. Because it's, it's that moment that you never think will ever happen. And all of a sudden, they went from being, I love you. You're the best. The moment that it was supposed to be celebrating the birth of their first baby to now, why did you drop the baby? Why didn't you catch the baby? And it was just this fiasco. And then, of course, everybody's rushing into the room. And now it's this chaotic moment that dad and baby got rushed out they got transported to another hospital and here mom is in not only in the PACU recovering from this but even on the OR we, our head surgeon is having to ask her please stop crying i have to finish sewing you up you know and it's like how how do you even ask that how how can you even experience this is your first birth and and not you know and here the mom's blaming herself and i just felt we failed this mom. And if it can happen to her, it can happen to every single mom that comes in here to deliver a baby. The risk is there every single time. Mm -hmm. We should have had that baby belted
1: to mom. So how would your rap have um, prevented this from happening?
0: I know that's what I just, and you know, when I created it, I thought, I got to get this out in enough time so that when she goes to have her second baby, this product is available. And it would have, it would have completely eliminated that risk because it wraps around mom and baby, allowing mom to recover on the OR table, which is like a balancing beam in itself and be hands-free, completely hands-free skin to skin. So her hands aren't supporting the baby on her it's only caressing and holding the baby as far as like a loving connection but if mom needs to put her arm down itch her face you know do anything that she needs to do that is available for mom especially when she only has one arm now not all moms the the one arm is restrained down sometimes th- they have all this stuff between the blood pressure cuff the o2 sat and the iv but the arm isn't restrained down but all in all, I mean, you're still exhausted, medicated, numb. And, you know, I look at every dad has a baby changing station, right, in the bathroom for the risk that they might drop the baby. And these are feasible dads that are standing there just trying to change their child. They're, they don't have all of these other limitations, um, whether it be medicated, you know, just the pure exhaustion. Being numb, you know, your hormones are shaking as you're kind of going back, and then as all of the drugs are wearing off as well. So it, we just want to give mom the tools to be mom.
1: Yeah. And I, I think when you told me that story, it was just really, really shocking and such a gross safety error that it's like appalling that, that this can be allowed to happen that, you know, a medicated woman <laughs> can hold like this <laughs> tiny little baby with one arm and, uh, there's no safety precautions whatsoever. So your rep, um, can go in the OR, right?
0: Yes. So we are FDA cleared as a general wellness medical device. So it can go into the OR, um, without the risk. A lot of hospitals were bringing in the belly bands that we're using for the TOCO and the ultrasound. And they were, um, Babies were falling, and they were having lawsuits. And unfortunately, they lost the lawsuits because it's not what the product was intended for. Um, so our product was intended for all these needs and causes.
1: Okay. And from a business perspective, one, was it difficult to get FDA approved and two? And <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe answer that one first. <laughs> so, uh,
0: I mean, it's definitely... A process I feel like I should have gotten a degree um, because (laughs) because of it Uh, it was three and a half inches thick we measured it when we sent it off and you know they do have a lot of help that does help you and guide you along the way but as a first time going through it yes I mean it, it was difficult but I think when you want something so bad you
1: You just somehow make it work, and and you do it. And you realized early on that this would have to be FDA approved to really make a difference, right? Or is it, I mean, you went into this thinking that?
0: Yes. And we are the only baby carrier that is FDA cleared, Um, and it's what sets us apart from like the consumer product that you would purchase at, say, Target, Bye Bye Baby, um, anything like that, that is like a consumer good. Ours was designed for in the hospital, and then we'll go home with mom and transition, basically transition her through that neonatal process, kind of, of becoming a new mom and a new family. And, and this is for dads. As well, because so many dads need this bonding process um, and are suffering from postpartum depression, also.
1: Yeah, that—that's a whole another topic yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know i i would say that i really loved this when it was so simple to put on and you know i i don't know if i'm the only one but some of those other wraps like i had them when my son was born and i just um i wasn't sure if i was putting them on right like they gave you the instructions i didn't have videos I'm still not like doing them right i'm like i'm so afraid he's gonna fall out like it just didn't feel right um so to have something that's so simple and the baby really was like snug in there. There's like, there's no possible way that baby could out.
0: Yeah. So, and we actually, our product has been tested for frontal rear and side uh, collision with CalSpan for ambulance transport as well. So when I say the baby is nice and snug in there, if it can't come out during a frontal collision, I think you're pretty safe with baby inside walking around and um yeah, and tell us I about think, that. Yeah. That's one of the great things too is, you know, in that postpartum recovery, what do we tell every patient, right? Get up and start walking right and so the great thing is is putting baby back on the front of mom it allows their posture to be reinstated because it takes about two to three months for the your posture to kind of come back and the waddle to be gone and so now moms are able to walk around skin to skin having all those physiological benefits of recovery while if she's walking down the hall and if a door were to open or she were to go to wanna to fall or anything like that, she's naturally going to protect her center core and she's got both hands to protect both her and baby. Um, so it's, like I said, we're, we're only trying to create a safer, more secure postpartum recovery. And, and hospitals are, they're doing their best with what they have. But like they said, they can only create policies But with the right product, they can create a policy around the right product so that they can basically just create a safer,
1: you know, postpartum recovery. Right. And did you have um, did you struggle to get into show this to hospitals or how did you get into hospitals to show this product?
0: yeah, so that's what we're currently doing now. We've had great support by American Academy of Pediatrics um, and the World Health Organization and A1 has been a huge um, helping stone. Uh, you know, unfortunately, like they say, we can't endorse it, but we can promote it. And they have been excellent with helping us promote this into other nurses and doctors and hospitals um, and really getting the name out there because it is such a brand new innovative product. Um, And we are in the A1 Healthy Mom Baby. They had put us in there for December, January and February. So definitely pick that up. They put us right next to their safe sleep uh, article. Um, so, like I said, we've we've gotten so much incredible support from so many of the organizations out there um, that we feel really, really fortunate.
1: Yeah, no, that that's amazing. So, when you, when you said that you got um, you're being promoted by AAP, so did you approach them? Did you hire a sales team? Like, how did how does something like that happen?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, um, not only did we approach them, they approached us as well. At we were at one of the A One conferences. And they approached us and spoke with us and absolutely loved the product. Um, and, and most importantly, they loved the fact that there was a solution for the existing problem. Because one of the things that they spoke with us about is, you know, rooming in has increased the amount of baby falls and baby drops. Um, you know, it's associated with also increasing breastfeeding rates. And so this is such a win-win for hospitals and patients because it allows to maintain the rooming in to increase the breastfeeding results while having that safer, more secure recovery um, of being skin to skin. So yeah. it really is such a kind of like almost like a full circle, if that makes sense. Um, and it's funny because they had brought up the fact that, you know, prior when they had issues with babies being switched at birth. They had to create the, they, they said, just telling people, keep an eye on your baby, know your baby. They said, it, education just doesn't do enough. They said, because babies were still being switched at birth. And what happened was they created the matching ID band so that mom and baby would both have identifying bands. And they said, this is very similar. They said, and that was a solution to an existing problem just as our product with all the baby falls, the cold stress, and the postpartum depression. This is a solution to the existing problem that they currently have due to the rooming in issues. So it's really, we just want to see that moms are being taken care of because unfortunately so many moms, we all, we all get ready for our pregnancy right we plan all of our pregnancy everything else we plan our birth plan but what we forget to plan is our recovery and we forget that we need to put moms first also because if we don't take care of moms who's going to take care of baby
1: yeah and, and i remember that from my own pregnancy like you give birth and then my son did not want to be in the what are those things called the bassinet or whatever um you know did not he just wanted to be on me which you know obviously you expect that but i was so tight and i just remember him laying there and i i've seen that picture on your website where the baby's like half in the uh the bed rails it's <laughs> like oh my god that, that could have been me because like um, you know, it's just, you're so tired and, um, and baby doesn't want to be separate from you and and rightfully so.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely something that new moms, I mean, we've got back in 2007 before we even closed nurseries and went to rooming in, there were over 1600 baby drops a year. Ooh. And this is drastically increased. Um, And so we definitely need to create a solution to this existing problem. But, you know, one of the things too is that we can't even raise all four sides of the bed only when we're transporting a patient down the hall, because if we have them up while the patient is in the room, like how we had it, where you can see that baby still comes through that side rail, but it reduces the risk of baby coming through the side rail, but what it's considered is entrapment for mom because mom can't get out of the bed with all four side rails up. And unfortunately, suffocations have even gone up so much that it. we're, we're really just trying to create so that baby is right here, so that they're getting those physiological Benefits because even when mom just had a C section, or even if she has a vaginal tear or a episiotomy, she being able to move in that bed and reach over to get your baby and to get out of bed, these things are so much more difficult than pre-pregnancy. And so, you know, just trying to get out of bed is like you need both hands. It's like a lazy boy recliner that just kind of sucks you back in, you know and. So, um, you know, it's just kind of giving mom the the tools.
1: Yeah, no, and, and this is really amazing. And I'm I'm definitely gonna put the pictures up uh, so everybody can see <laughs> on the website what that looks like. Um, because this really is a, and I had no idea there were so many baby drops because you never hear about them. You know, it's not like, um, I'm sure the hospitals don't want that to be top news, um, but it, it sounds like it happens way more often than we're all accustomed to believing uh, or like to believe anyway
0: yeah it is and you know it's definitely something that moms aren't going to put out there on their social media that they dropped their baby i mean it's one of those secrets that they want to take to the grave um with them and so you know and like the waterfall effect from dropping a baby you know currently the most of the hospitals that we have worked with they don't even have a baby fall protocol Hmm. um and with it doesn't exist It's, (laughs) well, the thing is, is if they identify the problem, then they're admitting that it does exist. And so that's one of the biggest issues. And, you know, if a baby gets sent over for x-ray or anything else, then keep in mind that baby's getting the same amount of radiation that an adult patient is getting. So even in turn, three out of 10 babies in the next three years will end up having either leukemia or a brain tumor because of the excessive amount of radiation that they just exposed this baby to. So it's, it's the trickling effect of what comes, if we can just go back and eliminate the risk and really reduce this risk of falls and cold stress and all of the other issues, that's our main core. And that's, I think that's what hospitals, patients, and nurses would all agree that that's the best safest policy and it really we feel that aegis should be a standard level of care for every patient kind of like the same reason that a Foley and an iv we have stat locks on those to restrain your Foley or, or to restrain your
1: iv to the patient why aren't we restraining baby it yeah. just makes sense it doesn't make sense. And it's so logical when you're saying it and that just <laughs> drawing that to those points, you know, from the dropping to leukemia. Oh my God. That's just, that is just so horrible. Um, so yeah, no, let me ask you this. Can that people buy this off the market? Let, let's say their hospital doesn't have standards of care for baby or whatever, but um, can they buy this on their own?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we currently have it on the website um, with a coupon code at the top. And it's amazing how many people are buying it for baby shower gifts. It's turning out to be the number one baby shower gift. Um, we have so many in-laws, parents, husbands, everyone um, purchasing it. And then also when we're at events, we have a lot of people purchasing it when we're at events also. And it's incredible. You know, we, we definitely want to see this, uh, you know, someday as a standard level of care so that this is something that's given to every mom.
1: Yeah, no, that's um, that's going to be on the top of my baby registry list for, <laughs> even if they don't ask for it, they're getting it, <laughs> you know, because this is something insane. you need. You know, when
0: you look at it, if you wear it for the 28 days of the neonate phase, you're spending $2.50 every day just to reduce your risk of postpartum depression.
1: Not too bad. Yeah, that that's pretty amazing. Yeah. All right, Mary, this, um, what you're doing is absolutely fascinating. And I'm, you know, I, I'm so glad that that experience, um, led you to do this. I don't want to say that it happened because that sounds terrible, but that, that it led you to, um, create a solution the way that you've done. And you've done this really in record time. It hasn't been that long, right? it's only been a couple of years. Yeah, it's been two years. Yeah. yeah. And
0: that, and that's how I kind of came up with the name Saplicor was, you know, everybody has that SAP story, you know, that some, where something's done them wrong and everybody has those core values and those core ethic um, ethics. And so it's kind of creating that negative and turning that negative into a positive and that's how SAP Lepore basically became.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, tell everybody where we can find this and where we can buy our, our baby registry gifts. <laughs>
0: Yes, definitely. Please log on to www.saplacor, spelled S-A-P-L-A-C-O-R.com. And it's still got time to get it in for Christmas. Awesome. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. and It was such a pleasure meeting you, Katie.